on the title of this episode, you know what our topic is. I want to give you a spoiler alert. You're not a lazy person. You're not unmotivated. You're not undisciplined. It's just that the motivation and the discipline that you've been relying on in the past isn't working for you. So today on The Shaleen Show, we're going to come up with a new system. Hey, I'm so happy you're here. My name is Shaleen Johnson. Let's get to it. Let's start by talking about what it means to be disciplined. What does that word discipline actually mean? Well, some people think of it in terms of like punishment, right? Like if you're going to discipline your child, we know what that means. For some people, it might mean sending them to the room, putting them in timeout. For others, discipline might mean giving them direction, giving them structure, giving them authority, creating some type of boundaries for them order, if you will. That's really what discipline means. Discipline is the practice of regulation, of control, creating order, creating rule, creating a framework. And I personally believe, and as do many success coaches, that it is discipline that provides us with freedom. You're not going to be successful if you don't learn how to be disciplined. So this week on my Instagram stories, I asked, what are you struggling with this week? And the answer was, overwhelmingly, I've lost my focus. I've lost my motivation. All of the same kind of sentiments, like I'm just eating everything in sight. I know what I need to do, but I'm not doing it. I've lost my motivation. I've lost my focus. I know I need to work out. I know what I need to do. A lot of the same kind of problem, but described in many different ways. So I boiled it down and said, all right, Of all of these things, which do you think it boils down to? Does it boil down to motivation, focus, etc.? Not knowing what you need to focus on, not knowing what direction to go in. And overwhelmingly, you told me that the problem was you feel as though you know what you need to focus on, but you're just not doing it. Then I asked a follow-up question and said, and why do you think that is? What has changed in your world, in your life? where maybe in the past you were disciplined and motivated, and today you don't feel like you are. Now there, I got a difference in responses. But all of the responses, even though the specifics might be different, for example, I recently am going through a divorce. My kids are home, and I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do in the fall to homeschool them. I've lost my job. I'm working from home, and I find it really challenging. I've started a new business. I'm looking for a job. Like almost every single person who said they struggle in this area, you pointed to the reason why you're struggling currently. What has changed is that there's change, big change. And whenever there's a change, you need to adjust and create a new system of discipline. Anytime you go through a new season, you've had a change in your job or your schedule, your goals have changed your environment, your home, where you're living, who you're living with. Anytime circumstances change, you need to create a new system of discipline. But discipline requires that you have the desire to do something. You have to have desire in general. That's what motivation is, right? You've got to be motivated to discipline yourself. Motivation is different from discipline. Motivation is you've got the desire. And I know you already have that. Question is, is your motivation strong enough? And we'll talk about that in just a moment. So if you've got desire for something, you've got the motivation. Discipline is following through and doing it. Now, if you're a normal human being, you have days where your motivation is low 
And even your discipline isn't very great, right? Like you're just, oh, dang it. I just didn't force myself to do this thing. But as you know from listening to previous episodes of this show, you don't need to be nearly as disciplined if you have the right habits in place. And that is why I've placed in our show notes a link to the a couple of episodes I've done about habit because the more habits you have in place, the less disciplined you have to be. Discipline isn't something that we've learned from our parents or even our environment. It's something that comes from within. And the more we learn how to create a disciplined environment, i.e. in the form of habits and systems, the less we have to rely on that internal discipline or internal desire and motivation. I'm recording this in July of 2020. And regardless to when you're listening to this episode, hopefully it's years into the future, the principles of change always necessitate that we adjust our habits. So I don't care whether it's July 2020 or it's May of 2023. When you have change in your life, when there's a change to your environment, a change in any measurable way to your circumstances, that necessitates that you readdress your habits. And never has there been a time when almost everyone universally is experiencing a tremendous amount of change, which is why so many people, including myself, are struggling right now because we are trying to apply our old habits to this very new situation. Maybe you're living in the same place or you have the same job, but so many other things have changed. And whenever there's tremendous change, we have to go back and revisit the habits that allow us to be disciplined, that allow us to be productive, that make focus that much easier. See, you don't have a problem with focus. You're not an undisciplined individual. It's not that you've lost your motivation. It's that your habits likely need to be revisited. So let's talk about what it takes to improve your discipline in this moment when you're experiencing a tremendous amount of change. I'll use myself as an example. The time that I wake up in the morning has changed by, let's see, about an hour and a half. The time that I start my day at work has everything has shifted by about an hour and a half. And that is for a lot of different reasons, the primary of which is that there are, let's see, well, two additional people in our home, sometimes as many as six, <laughs> if you include boyfriends and girlfriends. And that is required that we're also working from home. We're not going into the office. It also means that we're not going to the gym. We're not going out. So there's a lot of changes. We're having changes to our normal workflow and the way that we structure our time with our staff, our friends, our family, all of those things. So habits that worked in the past weren't working for me. When this happens, we blame ourselves. Ironically, I really tried to stick to as many of my habits as possible and try to do them at the exact same time. And the more I did that, the more I fought against it, the more I felt bad about myself, the more I felt like, what is going on? Why can't I get up at the same time? Why can't I make all of these things I was doing before? Why isn't it as easy as it once was? That's the first challenge. The second challenge that I'm reading from many of you, and I'm wondering if it's crept into my own mindset, is that I'm hearing from people like there's this disenchantment or 
know what you want to call it, where almost like a hopelessness, like when is this going to be over? When are we going to go back to normal? And because there's no finish line in sight, because many of our states are opening up and then closing again or, you know, opening up and then shutting back down. Because of those things, people have kind of, I don't want to say given up hope, but they've stopped planning or getting excited about when we're going to go back to the way things were. And we know that things are never going to go back to the way they were before, but it's hard to get excited and to feel that motivation that keeps many of us disciplined and helps us adhere to our habits. Speaking of habits, I have a couple of really powerful quotes from James Clear, who's the author of the book Atomic Habits. Hopefully you've read that book. It's also an amazing book about habits, The Power of Habit, and of course, Tiny Habits. Those are my three favorite books on habits. And if you're working to improve your discipline, which I know you are, if you really want the best way to do that, understand habit formation. James Clear says, the people with the best self-control are typically the ones who need to use it the least. It's easier to practice self-restraint when you don't have to use it very often. So yes, perseverance, grit, and willpower are essential to success. But the way to improve these qualities is not by wishing that you were more disciplined, but by creating a more disciplined environment. Tony Robbins says, success is processional. It's the result of a series of small disciplines. You could also replace the word habit there. Small disciplines that lead us to habitual patterns of success that no longer require consistent will or effort. Think about that. You don't need to rely on an internal motivation. You don't have to force yourself. It doesn't feel like an effort once that which you discipline yourself to turn into a habit becomes a habit. So again, I want to remind you to go back and listen to those previous episodes about habit formation. They've got tons of the latest science that it's going to make it so much easier for you to form habits around the things you're trying to discipline yourself to do. But let's talk about those things you're trying to discipline yourself to do. Let's talk about discipline in general. The very first tip I have for you is to rather than focusing on the action or the thing you're trying to get yourself to do, I want you to focus on the identity that you'd like to have. Okay, so for example, let's say that you want to start exercising. You want to stop spending your day eating bad food and being sedentary, and you want to think of yourself, you want to start an exercise regimen. All right, so rather than focusing on the fact that you've got to schedule some time to exercise, I want you to start thinking about what is the identity that you'd like to become? How would you like people to think of you? How would you like to think of yourself? Would you like to think of yourself as an athlete or someone who's really fit, someone who's very healthy, someone who inspires others because of their healthy lifestyle? Let's say you want to end a bad habit like smoking. Instead of thinking about the fact that you've got to, you know, crumple up that pack of cigarettes or throw it away or just not smoke, I want you to think of the identity that you would like to have. Like you would like to have the identity of being a non-smoker. What identity would you be excited to be aligned with? Because when you start to act in alignment with that desired identity, it becomes so much easier for you to think in that way 
it becomes less effort. You have to use less willpower. It becomes part of the way that you think. Start thinking of yourself as an invaluable asset to the company that you work for. Start thinking of yourself as a top paid consultant or someone who has a lot of confidence. If you start thinking of yourself in terms of that identity and then you start aligning your behaviors with that identity, you'll see how your thinking begins to change your actions. All right, number two is you've got to know what your why is. Like, why are you doing this? The thing that you want to discipline yourself to do, there's a reason why you want to do it. And it needs to be a lot bigger than because it's the right thing to do. Like, you've got to have something internally that motivates you. And sometimes it's external. Sometimes it's someone else. It's your love for your family. It's the legacy you want to leave. It's the fact that you want to get married. It's that you want to be able to retire. You want to have peace. You want to have, maybe it is something external. You've been dreaming of your dream home on the beach. I mean, whatever it is, you've got to know what your why is because there are going to be days where you're going to have to do it at all costs. There are no options. Failure is not an option. Quitting is not an option. Giving up is not an option. You need to do the thing that you don't feel like doing. That's what discipline's about. I mean, anyone and everyone, hopefully, has dreams. They have things that they know they need to do. What's the difference between successful people and people who kind of float through life? Is successful people, they discipline themselves to do the things when they don't feel like doing it, but they know they need to do it. It's really that simple. So you have to have a a why that's big enough to motivate you when your feelings are telling you, I don't feel like doing it. Number three, you need to know what the objective is. And when I say that, like, what's your goal? Is the goal to get a job? Is the goal to save $50,000? Is the goal to start your own business? Is the goal to exercise daily? Is the goal to lose 4% body fat? Like, what is the big goal? And by big goal, I think a year is a great objective, you know, maybe 90 days if you can dial it back a little bit. But once you've set your sights, I like a 90-day goal, by the way. I'm sure you know that because of the push journal. But once you set your sights on, okay, what is it I'd like to do in the next 90 days? Then, and this is my tip for you, break that down and ask yourself, if I'm going to do that, what needs to happen every single day? Okay, so let's say that you want to make an extra $2,000 a month then, okay, what does that look like? It's not a $2,000 goal. Break that down. What does that look like per day? You know, if it's five days a week, you need to make an extra $100 a day every day, five days a week. That becomes your daily objective. That's the objective. But then what you need to do is discipline yourself to create three tasks every day that relate just to that goal that you've broken down into a bite-sized chunk a daily chunk, if you will, a daily objective. That way you're like, okay, so I need to make $100 every day. So what three things can I do today that are going to move me a little closer to that? Can I list some items for sale online? Can I reach out to 20 people and ask them if there's anything I can do for them online, consulting-wise? Think about the skills that you have. Think about the abilities you have, the experience that you have. If you're a freelancer, that might mean posting or looking for jobs that are posted online. You have three things that you're going to do every single day until you hit that $100 mark or more. And you just do that every day. 
The fourth tip I have for you relates to eating, eating frogs. And we're going to get to that in just a moment. But before we do, I just want to take a moment to talk to you about the bra that I'm wearing. I know. I'm excited to talk to you about my favorite bra company. It's the bra I'm wearing right now. In fact, I am wearing my, I think it's called the Classic Contour Deep Plunge. (laughs) And it's called the Deep Plunging Bra because, yeah, you can wear it with a, you know, top that has a deep plunge. I like this bra because I can't see it under t-shirts. It's like, Nice and smooth. It has no padding. More importantly, whatever the bra type it is that you're looking for, you definitely want to check out Third Love because they have a bajillion sizes. Well, actually over 80 sizes, including half cup sizes. And you don't have to try them on. You don't have to go to the mall. Maybe the mall's closed where you are anyways. You just take a very simple quiz. It takes less than 60 seconds. Over 15 million women have already taken this quiz to date. And it will help you to understand your breast shape, which is really important when you're trying to figure out how to make sure a bra fits. The bras are super comfortable. They're so well made. I can't even tell you. I mean, I don't know about you, but I've been at home a lot and I rarely feel like wearing a bra. But because their bras are so lightweight and thin and but yet they really hold their shape. It's not the same as wearing most bras. You know what I mean? Like you don't feel like you're in prison. It's very comfortable. In fact, they promise that they will help you get the perfect fit. They offer returns and exchanges. Very simple. Up to 60 days, you can try on your bra. You can wear it. You can wash it. You can sleep in it. You can do all the things you want to do to it. And if you don't love it, you can return it to Third Love and they will wash it and donate to women in need. So far, Third Love has donated over $15 million in bras. Okay. Third Love knows that there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now, they are giving listeners of The Shalene Show 15% off your first order. Go check them out. I'm wearing mine. You definitely want to try a Third Love bra by going to thirdlove.com slash Shalene. Take the quiz, find your perfect bra, get 15% off your first purchase. Again, that's thirdlove.com slash Shalene for 15% off. All right, let's talk about frogs. Mark Twain once said that if the first thing you do every single morning is to eat a live frog, you can go through the rest of your day with the satisfaction of knowing that that was probably the worst thing that was going to happen to you all day. That's your frog. Now, you know, one of my favorite books of all time is a book called Eat That Frog by Brian Tracy. I love that man so much. He was my first when it comes to personal development, he was like the first person who like really spoke to me. I'm forever indebted and I still love everything that man has to say. Pick up that book. It's a quick read. It's all about habits. It's, in fact, I think you can probably download it. In fact, I know you can. Yeah, you can go to his website, briantracy.com and just go to search Eat That Frog. I know he has a free PDF that you can download, but That was one of the things I learned from him was reading that book was understanding that the very first thing I need to do every single day if I wanted to learn how to stop procrastinating because I was the queen of procrastination was to start my day by doing like the ugliest thing first, the thing that I least wanted to do first. Because most of us, what we do is we look at this long list of to do's and we go, okay, I can get through this one, this one, this, and we pick the ones that we can do very quickly and we leave the ugliest ones for last. But the ugliest one is the one that makes us feel the best about ourselves because it's the gnarliest. It's the biggest. It often has the most momentum. 
In other words, if you do the most important thing first, if you start your day by doing the biggest, the hardest, the most serious task first, you'll discipline yourself to immediately take control of your day. Don't think about it. Don't procrastinate. Don't find reasons why you don't want to do it. Don't try to psych yourself up to do it. Just freaking take immediate action and do it. Number five, when it comes to becoming more disciplined, is to recognize that resistance is part of what you have to overcome. So when you identify resistance, notice when you feel yourself thinking those thoughts, those thoughts like, I don't feel like doing this. Oh man, I got to make that phone call, but I don't feel like doing it. I've got to ship that box. I've got to return this phone call. I need to sit down and go through my emails. I need to record this podcast, whatever it is. I've got to make sure that my kids are in... I don't know, enrolled with their online school. You guys, can I just say, I am so, so grateful to the good Lord above that my children are not of an age where I have to be their teacher. I don't know how you guys are doing it. I do not know how you're doing it, but I can imagine there's a lot of resistance. And I just want you to know, I love you and you can discipline yourself to get through this. Resistance is what you need to feel. You know what it feels like because your brain starts trying to come up with ways that you can procrastinate around it. Well, think of resistance in the same way that you think of getting strong at the gym, right? Resistance is what you need to get better. Oh, there's something to blow your mind. Like you're not going to get stronger biceps unless you've got something to resist against. You're not going to have a better physique unless you're working against resistance. So the good news is identifying that resistance should send off little warning signs in your mind, in your brain that, oh, this is how I grow. Resistance helps me grow. And when we're trying to get strong, it's not just a one-time rep, right? Resistance needs repetition. So just think to yourself like, okay, every day that I overcome this resistance, I recognize it, I feel it, and I overcome it, I'm getting stronger. Number six, remove distractions. We talk about this a lot in the episodes about habit formation, but I believe the number one way to remove, in fact, the only way to remove distractions is to be brutally honest with yourself and acknowledge what they are. What is that for you? Dang, I know what mine is. It's my freaking phone. I can so easily get lost anywhere on my phone. I can start listening to podcasts that I didn't plan to listen to, I can get a notification from somebody who I follow. Man, I got to turn off my notifications. There's all kinds of ways that my phone has the ability to distract me, which is why I really do not spend any time, most of the time, looking at anyone else's social media before 11 a.m. because I know that is what distracts me. So I have moved my apps to a place where they're harder to find But I am just going to be honest with you and tell you like that I've slipped during this whole quarantine thing because a lot of my habits had to be rearranged. A lot of the ways that I communicate with my staff have had to been rearranged. So I've had to figure out new ways to form these same habits, but with new triggers. You're going to learn all about that when you listen to those habit episodes, new rewards and new structure. But the very first thing you have to do is be self-aware enough to know like, okay, I know what my distraction is. Identify it and then remove it. Number seven is systems. Habits 
discipline, motivation, whatever you want to call it, all of these things are so much easier when you have a system. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know how many times I've said this, but you change your life when you start writing things down in your own handwriting using a daily planner. Yes, I know. I know you love your phone apps to keep yourself on track and to keep track of your to-dos. That's great. But it doesn't stand up against the science that we have to prove that the brain begins to work on these things in our subconscious when we take our own pen to paper and write out exactly what we're thinking, what we're doing, when it comes to a brainstorm, when it comes to decision-making, when it comes to keeping ourselves on track, when it comes to just planning out our day. When you take a pen to paper, it's crazy how much more effective you're going to go about accomplishing those things and knowing what you need to do without constantly looking at your phone or a to-do list, because you've written it out in your own handwriting. It's so powerful. It's why I created the Push Journal, and this is not a plug for the Push Journal. As I've said a million times, I don't care what you use, but you've got to put a plan down in writing. I have a very specific way that I do this. You can find out exactly how I plan my day. I'm happy to share that with you. There will be a link in our show notes to an IGTV that I did, I'll show you exactly how I use my planner. It just takes a few minutes. I set the habit up of doing that the night before. And that habit, again, I've had to adjust it slightly due to quarantine. I've moved the location of my journal. It just wasn't working across my sink anymore. So I've moved into the kitchen and it's right where I put on my makeup and drink my coffee. So watch that video. Again, the link will be in the show notes, but you've got to use a push journal or some form of a journal. You've got That's a system. The more systems you have in place, the more structure you have, the more freedom you have, the more structure you have, the more disciplined you'll be, and you don't have to rely on willpower. All right, next is number eight, and that is rewards. We seek pleasure. When it comes to motivation and why we do certain things or why we don't do certain things, it really comes down to the very simple science of pain versus pleasure. Right? We are pleasure-seeking animals. We are motivated by those things that make us feel good. We do things because they either make us feel happy or we do things to avoid pain. And as it turns out, most humans want to avoid both. Like we want to avoid pain and we want to gain pleasure. And as it turns out, people will actually go to great lengths to avoid pain. In fact, We're far more motivated to avoid pain than we are to gain pleasure. But remember, discipline is often disguised as short-term pain, which often leads to long-term happiness, long-term gains. The mistake that most people make is that we get intoxicated by those short-term wins, right? When that immediate gratification And that's why people are often dissatisfied because immediate gratification is often short-lived. Remember, anything that you want, anything that's really valuable, anything that's truly substantial and meaningful is going to require you to break through the lure of that short-term gain in order to get the long-term pleasure, in order to truly go after what it is you want. We have to stop focusing on what feels good in the moment, 
right? Like we can equate this to even mindless eating. You might be sad or lonely or depressed or bored. And what sounds good in the moment is a donut or whatever. Pick your indulgence. It sounds like it's going to give you pleasure. But if we stop ourselves and ask, what is this going to give me in the long run? Well, the answer is quite obvious. So exercise the discipline that's required to reach the happiness that you want in the long run. And I'll leave you with this quote from Richard G. Scott. Don't give up what you want most for what you want now. You have the power to change your life. You change your life by changing your habits. And it starts with your mindset. It starts by being brutally self-aware, but also being kind and gracious and motivating yourself. I mean, if no one's going to praise you, you have to praise you. In your head, you've got to start believing in yourself. You've got to know that you are worth it. You've got to know you have everything it takes. Why not you? Why shouldn't you be able to do all the things that other people do that you see them doing? It might not be on their same timeline. You might not be able to change your physical circumstances at the moment, but you have the power to change your life. And it's not going to be easy. Nothing worthwhile ever is. You're going to have to grind. I mean, you tuned into today's episode because you're working to be a more focused and disciplined individual. That does not come easily. Think about the people who you know who are the most focused and disciplined. They have all of these habits in place. They have systems in place. They do the things that other people know they need to do, but they just don't do them because they don't feel like it. You've got to do things because you know it's the right thing to do because you want that long-term gain. You're thinking about your why and all those little changes that you make. Those little tiny changes lead to major life overhauling changes. Don't get stuck in a negative way of thinking. Don't hang around people who think a certain way and pull you down. Don't stay at a certain job that has you feeling down and blue. And most of all, don't look to anyone else to change that. Don't blame anyone else for the way that you're thinking and the way that you're feeling because it starts with you. You've got to have your why in place to get you through when you don't feel like it. Y'all, there's a lot of days I don't feel like doing the things I do. I don't feel like recording a podcast every day. I don't feel like exercising every day. But what I do feel like, what gets me really motivated is thinking about what I'm going to feel like when I do that thing. That's my why. I think about the reward. I think about how good it feels. I think about the impact that I can make. I think about who it is I am and who I want to be and And because of that, I follow through and I set up habits that make these things a lot easier so that I don't have to rely on my discipline. I remove those distractions. I try to create an environment that makes discipline easier, that allows me to focus. But I also give myself grace. And every time there's a major change in my schedule, my life, a season, whatever it is I'm going through, I just remind myself not to beat myself up but to pay attention to how I can improve those systems so that I don't have to rely on discipline and I can rely on my habits. Listen, I love you. I really do. I love you. I mean it. And I'll talk to you soon.
when you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.